Welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, David Crespo. Also a host is Gina Versa. Hey. Another host is Nick Valero. Hey. You guys know what today is? It's the first show of the year. Yeah. You know what year it is? 2018. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's 2019. We're going to talk a little bit about our reaction to some award stuff going on this year. Because not that like it's the end-all, be-all of like movie qualifications and quality, but I think it's kind of interesting to talk about and... This season's very weird. Uh, it's kind of like my Super Bowl in that I watch it and I hate it. But I also want to talk a little bit about some Patreon announcements. Uh, we are removing commentaries for the time being. If by the powers that be and you guys watching and listening uh, are able to support us in the long haul, we'll bring them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, we're going to replace them with something else. We're bringing back the Let's Talk About Movies. It's the one-on-one discussions where we talk about a movie that came out previously, something that someone's really passionate about in a positive or negative manner. Uh, a couple of those will, will start coming out before and after this episode's released. Mm-hmm. And for the same price as supporting a commentary, you get to choose what movie we get to talk about on Let's Talk About Movies, uh, as long as we haven't talked about it before. So yeah. head over to the Patreon, check that out if you can. Possibly t-shirts and clothing and stuff like that. Buttons. Ribbons, merchandise, I don't know. With your help, this is all possible this year. Because yeah, we have goals, which are good to have, yeah, my therapist says. Yeah, and we're going to like completely overhaul it. So there could be like new things and new announcements as well. Yes. Yeah. That have yet to so, be announced. So stay, stay, stay tuned. How was your guys' New, year, new, new Year's? Um, Dude, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> new Year's? Like, how's the New Year? How was it new? How was my New Year's? Weir's, yes. My, my New Year's was pretty good. It was really good. I, I had a good time, had, a, had some fun, got, got to do some, which I'm, some bandaging because somebody got hurt, but yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy the best of us. I, I, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't see the hurt, so I was just inside. <laughs> he was like, oh, three, two, and he's like, where's Nick going? <laughs> yeah, no idea. But it, it, was, it was a good time. It was, it was a good, good time. It was a good yeah. time. Uh, My new year was good. Yeah, my new my uh, New Year is going great. Um, I just spent it here with uh, the person behind the camera, with Tracy. Thank hey. you for helping. Thank you. Uh, anything else you guys want to plug in before we move on to the next segment? Because we actually have an interview with uh, a buddy of ours. We call him Seabass, Sebastian Fernandez, about uh, one of his upcoming projects that he's a part of, uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be a nice little diversion from the usual stuff we talk about here. We'll get back to the regular show. But it is something we want to highlight because this year... We're, we really want to step forward and highlight people's voices in the community, either in front or behind the camera, uh, critically, commercially, etc. Whatever we want to highlight, um, people that that should have their voices heard in the industry. And so this interview is one of our first chances to do that this year. And so let's take it away. Um, this is a intro for this episode, and special guest here is my good friend Sebastian Fernandez. Hey, how's it going? And you're my roommate, too. I am. Yeah. I am. Sure am. So uh, Sebastian's just joining us to talk about a project that I was helping out that he's uh, crowdfunding. He's one of the, uh, the brains behind it. It's called Elay. And i uh, seen this project grow and shape from the start, and I'm mm-hmm. really impressed. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad to see it's doing well. Cool. And, yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show to yeah. help support it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, well, L.A. is the story of Aiden Alvarez. He's an actor. He's... Latinx, and um, we kind of go through his journey on becoming an actor that's up and coming in the industry, the pitfalls, the trials and tribulations, and we also uh, are introduced to his best friend, 
Bernie Alba, who I play, mm -hmm. and Bernie's cousin, Fia, who are artists in their own way. Uh, Bernie's a writer. Fia is trying to figure herself out right now. She just moved from Chicago, and she's trying to find out what she wants to do with her life. And then we also meet Rita, who is Aiden's on-and-off girlfriend, who, he end, who he ends up actually marrying uh, because of uh, her DACA status. Mm -hmm. And so really the show is about uh, representing... Latin, pe Latin people in the industry in LA, you know, appropriately, not you know, in any type of stereotypical way. Right. And it is, it's okay. It's uh, made uh, by uh, people of color for people mm -hmm. of color, and it's about people of color, and that's the big thing that we're pushing right now is that we're not represented the way we like to be. Right. So, yeah, and it, you know, I've been there. You know, we, yeah. we talked a little bit, um, talked a little bit about this when you were, you know, telling me about the show, where mm -hmm. you know, I'm a uh, me and Diego are, uh, you know, Hispanic people in film and media, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's that's uh, you know, I really relate to uh, the story that you're trying to tell, and yeah, you know, it's you know, so great that you're doing that because we also we also try to push that call for diversity and representation mm -hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and Definitely. yeah, and then it's you know, would you say it's um, a lot of. Uh, Personal experiences as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 A lot of the stories are written with the experiences that we've had already in mind, um, the things that we've de dealt with, you know, family issues, uh, relationship issues, career issues. I mean, it's pretty much based a lot on what, how our lives are, um, the things that we've done, the things that we've accomplished, losses, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah I love, uh, can we, can I talk a little bit about the opening scene? Sure. I believe it's Please. the audition with Cruz. Yeah. And he sees all, he goes into an audition room. Yeah. And he sees all the pe all the other actors and they kind of have the same look yeah. as him. Yeah. 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 Well, what, uh, who, who thought of that scene? I, I believe that was Cruz and our writer for the first episode is Keenan, Keenan Duke. Whoever. Well, shout, shout out to Keenan. What's yeah. up, man? Uh, yeah. And I think that's something that, especially as an actor, you know, you walk into a room and they're, and other guys that look kind of similar to you that are uh, the, the breakdown is usually telling you what to wear kind of not exactly but an idea but mm -hmm. within that range everybody ends up wearing the kind of similar things and so you look like you know just a, a, a it's like a cattle call yeah exactly. so you, you feel like yeah, yeah yeah you're just kind of like there and you're just another clone that has to come in and do their own interpretation on right. the words that like an use. alternate skin in yeah, a video game exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, can you talk a little bit about the talent? Because you talked about Keenan. Keenan uh, directed The Road Not Taken, a film I was producer on. But can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about um, some of the people that you have on this project? Sure. Uh, so we've got uh, myself and Cruz Castillo. Shout out to Cruz. What's up, dude? Uh, we are the uh, original creators. And then we brought on Rosa Navarrete. She is also a, a co-creator for the show. Mm -hmm. She's helping bring to life a lot of the uh, characters, um, a lot of a good perspective on on Rita and, and her life and the, the things that she deals with, um, being DACA, being, you know, a woman in the industry or a woman in any industry, really. Mm -hmm. So um, then we've got, um, let's see, Alicia Sixtos, mm -hmm. who is a producer. She's yeah. got a really great insight. She was helping us direct our sizzle reel. Yeah. She did a great job. She was uh, she was the cast member on the Hulu series East Coast High, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For a number of years. And she's really good. Uh, we've got Joanna Franco, who's also a producer. She's amazing, super talented person. 
Um, we've got Antonio Rodriguez. He's our creative director. He's helping us with the look and feel of L.A. And he's bringing just a lot of things that we, uh, as artists in our own rights, we really couldn't actually achieve. Like, just uh, if you follow us on our Instagram or our Facebook, a lot of his designs are there. You know, the design of the, the banners on the, for the show are there. And that was all him. Uh, what else? Who else? Who else? And then there's me, and then there's crew. Of course, yeah. You know, and we're, we're writing, we're directing. Yeah. We're not directing, we're, we're acting, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, we've, we've got a good, great team. Yeah. Sorry if I missed some people, but we've got some great people on the show. Oh, we've got Kyle. Kyle. We've got Kyle, our roommate, who just popped out yeah. of the bathroom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's, he's our awesome DP, along with uh, Daniel Kang, who's another awesome DP. They're going to be shooting first two episodes mm -hmm. and they are wizards in their own right they're doing ma magnificent things with the camera exactly so we're really looking forward to it and really quick winding down here yeah. the uh what, what would you have if you could uh what would you have people take away from like just watching the show i think i want people to take away a sense of ownership to their stories uh, i want people to see that it is possible to have you know People who are of different ethnicity, of different cultures, well represented on uh, in visual media and television and film, in you know web series and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think you know we have this wonderful uh, culture that's diverse, and it you know even though it's completely different on all the spectrums, it's also very. Um, very much relatable. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you yeah. know, Los Angeles. So yeah. You really capture that by having it be so diverse because that's what the city is about. Yeah. And, and I mean, at, at the root of it, you're still, there's still people. They're still going through the things that everybody goes through. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just colored differently because of every, we're from where everybody's from. We all have different backgrounds. We're raised differently. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, you still have a heartbreak and you still have, you know, hope. Exactly. And then... Can you talk a little bit about the prizes that people could... Uh, oh, the yeah. prizes. The prizes are the bomb. Well, for first prizes are shout-outs on social medias. And uh, as they as you, uh, as you progress, it's... Um, let's see, there were... Uh, the Trump... A Trump toilet paper. You can wipe your ass with you that asshole. Wipe, you can wipe your ass with the asshole. You have a bag of hot Cheetos, a Mexican Coke. Um, oh, Mexican a Coke. A tote bag, a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all these little great things. And yeah. then if you get into the high stuff, it's, you can be an executive producer. I think somebody already filled that one out, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. To Bex, I'll say shout out to her. She's an executive producer now. So yeah. Awesome. Some of the great prizes. Cool, cool. Yeah. And we'll put the description below, or excuse me, we'll put the link below right here. But where could people find you at? Uh, you can find us on LA Series on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We also have LA Writers on Twitter. And of course, Stephen Spark. Please... Search for LA on Seed and Spark, and that is the best spot to join the LA team because we're a big family right yeah. now. And lastly, where can people find you at specifically? I am, my handle is Sublime88 on Instagram, and then Sebastian Fernandez on Facebook, or Sublime88 on Twitter as well. Awesome, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we, uh, everyone at the Waffle Press wishes you the best of luck. And, Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you for having me, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, so, wasn't that great? That's unironic because it, I, that is actually great. 
And I'm really excited to check out that series in the long run. Man, yeah. you, should really, you should really sound more enthused about it, man. You just did it. I, I just exactly. had a long week. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually very excited. They're, uh, they're, they're good friends of ours mm-hmm. and uh, roommates of one of ours. Yes. But uh, we're very excited for them. And we'll put a link down below if you're listening on YouTube or SoundCloud to uh, go check out their Seed and Spark campaign. You can get rewards and how to help. Even if you can't spare any change, that's okay. Spread the word and get it out there through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Yes, please do. But moving on to the rest of the show now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some movies that I like. Not so much. <laughs> Things happen behind the scenes, and you know what? That's okay. This is what happens when we hire a new intern. No, no, no. No, so... This award season has been kind of weird because generally there's some movies that you can kind of figure, well, that, that'll, that'll sweep. Yeah. Like uh, Star is Born came out. And that, that's weird because it usually takes all the boxes of like, well, that's academy friendly. That's, that it's is a, like it's a, a musical. It's musical. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of about the industry. It's, it's, it's about, the, about the, the music industry, but it's also low-key about also Hollywood. It's, it's also about like overcoming some form of like problem like drug use or like alcoholism. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, Usually it's, those are shoe-ins. Yeah, and, yeah, but it's weird because this is like an actually really good movie, I think, and I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised that it's, it's uh, yeah. um, and so I'm surprised that, that Stars Born didn't like sweep every award from high heaven. That's fine. It's all about and Lady it's, Gaga. No, but that's fine though. I, 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 do, I do think that it's, because I want them to go against like what we automatically thought. That was the main idea. It's like, as soon as Star was born, I was like, oh, this is going to fucking. Generally, I would agree with that, but then like Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book oh. sweeping. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see Bohemian Rhapsody. Win. I hope it doesn't win. I think now, yeah, I think awards it, already. It, yeah, so depending on what happens the day this is recorded, the SAG Awards. Depending on what it wins here, there. did the Producers Guild already happen? Um, we oh, could check. So. You could. Oh, yeah. do you mind checking while I, while I talk check. this out? I don't, um, I don't believe so. But okay, the Producers Guild and, and uh, Screen Actors Guild. What win with those? No, Screen Actors Guild is the day of recording this. Okay. So Depending on what wins that there, you can kind of determine what's going to win in the long run. Yeah. Oh yeah, Green Book won Best Film at the Producers, Producers Guild, Guild Award, Award, which is maybe worse than Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know. But um, not, not only just because those are like poorly made movies, like from a, a scene to scene yes, they like, are. perspective. Green like, Book won a lot at Producers Guild. And they, they're nominated for stuff like editing, which confirms my theory that no one actually watches anything in the editing categories. At these I'm an awards. editor, so like, I'm like, what? Um, like, what was the like Other Side of the Wind for editing? Or other what? Side of the Wind should have swept editing this, God, this war season two. Weird. But um, yeah. like, this, this is away from my personal... Like preference on Star is Born and stuff like that. Like that's not even like my top ten movies of the year. I I think it's just a really good awards contender movie. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Um, I'm surprised that people are like dying on the hills of Bohemian Rhapsody star and the a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody stands. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean it's not like it was like a rapist got credited as director of that movie or anything like that. Or it's not like Rami Malek's doing an impersonation and not like acting. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know. I have, I'm very upset about it. Yeah, I am too because it's like um, you know. That movie is not very good. Like it's, it doesn't honor Freddie's legacy at all. It's very problematic in how it deals with his uh, queerness in the movie and the way it presents it. Like I, you know, it's like man, who thought like having Brian Singer like direct this movie would have well, been well, not only that, but also I think the the guys from the guys from Queen heavily influenced a lot of okay. Like, well, yeah, so yeah. we'll say it right now. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie May is like a piece of shit. Uh, Brian, Brian makes. Brian, Brian, yeah, the surviving members of Queen can honestly kind of go fuck themselves. I'm yeah. sorry. 
They're uh, they they're the ones. So this, I wish the Sasha Baron Cohen thing could happen. No, but, because Sasha Baron Cohen. That's the whole reason why Sasha Baron Cohen thing didn't go on. Yeah, because he wanted that. he wanted to be a lot more close. He wanted to be way closer to uh, what exactly was going. Yeah, on. Yeah, no. Well, I was gonna say that um, they wanted to kill Freddie off in the first act. Which, if you're seeing like a Queen movie, well, wasn't it the last act? Well, no, the, no. Really? It was like the first act or the middle of the second oh act, like way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, who wants to see that? And it's like, you know, who wants to see a movie without Freddie Mercury? But yeah, it's it's just um, mm-hmm. it's just like so problematic and that's vastly different. Yeah, even yeah, even separated from like everything else that's currently going on. Because I mean, like, look at the, the previous year, like. Obviously, like, all Hollywood politics are bullshit, but, like, when, when there's a statement being made about, like, Time's Up and stuff like that, it's like, yes. oh, yeah, next year, Brian Singer's movie's gonna be a front-runner for Best Picture. It's just, like, yeah. the tone deafness of the people in charge of mm-hmm. the Academy is beyond baffling. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's so, you know, we, I thought, I, I don't know, naive to think we were past this, but... It, yeah, yeah. Like, I, never, I didn't think we were past it yet, yeah. but the fact that it's made such, like, a a testament to the, the case of things at the moment is uh, is troubling. And how Green Books was written by like a Trump supporter and yeah. someone who made up lies about a black dude and his family. Mm-hmm. And, and the family's like fighting again? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's really gross. And I'm just, I, I thought it was important to talk about that stuff yeah, in yeah, this episode. I mean, there are some like really good candidates, you know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, oh, Black Panther up yeah. Best Picture, which so, is... Yeah, man. Yeah, let, so, let's talk about some, yeah. some better things. I guess, I guess that's the thing. It's like, there are good candidates for sure, but it's like all the stuff overshadowed it with all the all those people winning. So it's well, like... I, I mean, I'm, you know, totally, I'm, I'm okay with them getting a nominated. I just don't think that uh, they should win. Like, no. Really, no. I, I think no. because... Because no. the, they're not the well, No, no, no. Even like, apart from that, because really... That's always going to be subjective, sure, sure. regardless of the case. Yeah. But I think what they... You think it's a bad movie, but other people might. There, if you've never seen a movie before, I get you like liking them. Yeah, but, but be like, oh, they can do that. They can yeah. put pictures together and they sound like that. It's yeah, so interesting. Sorry. But, sorry. but yeah. um, I guess the, the reason why they like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was disqualified for some award like yesterday because of the Brian Singer allegations, mm-hmm. which is now a report, that and um, and people are asking for the Academy to do that. And I don't think that's the wrong move. I think yeah, it's a morally that's, that's, right. That thing should to be do. the case. Because you're allowing these people to have a presence in the industry, and yeah, Brian Singer was fired like when he, before he was he finished the, uh, directing the film, but his name's still attached to it, and he's still mm-hmm. getting like uh, accommodations for mm-hmm. it, and he still has directing jobs. He's still lined posting up. on Instagram about it, and you have the the Gross. surviving members of Queen thanking him for mm-hmm. everything he did for the movie, and it's like look, this was the wrong move. Like mm-hmm. there are rules it's a in bad place, message, yeah. but it sends a bad message, and sometimes rules don't always help the people like they're supposed to. Yeah, but you can always just hope that the, the, the right the, the right move is taken. You yeah. know, that, that I hope so. I believe that they will lose. I hope so. Especially hope because so. of all the negative backlash that's been happening as they've been accumulating these awards. Yeah. yeah. You know, give it to my thing. Yeah, I hate yeah. to like ling- you know, I don't mean to linger on, but was the you said the vibe in the Golden Globes as soon as it won was just, Oh yeah, I heard that the vibe there when um uh, it Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, Rhapsody won was just like everyone was like, ooh. Like it was like quiet. Yeah, it, it there was not a an arousing applause, you know, not like when Guillermo del Toro won at the Oscars last year yeah. where everyone was like, That guy he you don't even like it wasn't even my favorite movie of the year, but it's like he's a true artist. He he loves a lot of his stuff, and he, he deserved it for for his work. Yeah, yeah. Sure. 
Uh, some other stuff I want to talk about. Spike Lee getting Best uh, Picture, Best Director for Black Klansman. It's a Spike Lee softball, but a Spike Lee softball is still really well directed. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with this like as a legacy award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he may do the right thing. He's not a slouch, you know. I just not, I, I didn't think he, that, he pulled I, off everything he could. I do here. I do think that um, what's his name? Uh, Denzel Washington's kid. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, you can look. Yeah, I'm looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, him, him and Adam Driver do do an amazing job. John yeah. David Washington. He's really good in the movie. Yeah, no, good. he is. He is. He is fantastic in, mm-hmm. in in that movie, and he does an amazing job and. I mean, I was on a plane and it, it got really, like I was watching it and going like, man, this is a really hard movie to watch on a plane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not because it's like slow or anything like that, but it, it tackles a lot of like really tense, heavy, issues. heavy yeah. tense and heavy issues that you're yeah. just kind of going, oh man, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to sit in here. I'm gonna have to sit and deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah. um, Roma, uh, Alfonso Cuaron, best director and best cinematography, mm-hmm. uh, and Yalitza Aparicio, uh, the lead actress, first indigenous Mexican woman to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So hell yeah to that a movie I still haven't seen, but I'm it's like my favorite living director, so I'm pretty sure it'll I'll like it. Yeah. Um, here's some interesting stuff that I just came out of complete left field for me. Okay. Yorgos Lanthimos, the director of The Favorite. That was good. You saw it. I like The Favorite oh, I'm so a lot. Glad you saw it. I can't. Uh, like... So Yorgos Lanthimos, The Favorite, is making like a lot of like waves, mm-hmm. and I'm like amazed. His movies are very dry, and like their sense of humor is very dark and bleak. And I, I'm okay with it. Like I'm happy is getting like all this recognition. But I, you, you didn't like the uh, the previous film he did, Killing of a Sacred Deer. You no, I, like I liked Killing lobster. of a Sacred Deer. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the lobster. Like I, yeah. I, I got what it was going for. I was like, ah, it's not my kind of movie. I, I can recognize that it's it's well made. I, just, <laughs> I don't care sure. about it. It's not your favorite tip. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. But this, I love the favorite, it's and great. I'm surprised this is the one that's like. Getting recognition because it's like it's old English. They kind of speak yeah. in old and English. it's like so weird and dark so weird. and like erotic and fucked up. Yeah. And what's your name? Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Great. Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz is awesome. Emma Stone is great. So many like good like gifts and memes from that movie too. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's a great the, meme movie. And so her name I can't recall from uh, Hot Fuzz. Oh. Um, I'm looking. I was trying to look it up before you yeah, brought it up. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Oh, is she's like, be quiet. <laughs> I'm commanded. Her yelling. Her yelling. There's is, just there are clips oh. of just her yelling throughout the movie. It's on Twitter, and it's the best. Yeah. Um, some other stuff I want to highlight: At Eternity's Gate, a movie I have not seen yet, but it's Willem Dafoe as Vincent Van Gogh mm-hmm. from the director of The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. I've been wanting to watch that. I really want to watch that movie. Also, really like, bad. I should, I should really like him. Actor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah he's great. Off. He's great as uh, Balco. He was in Aquaman, and he played Vincent Van Gogh. Give him the Oscar. Um, Christian Bale, your boy from Vice. Yeah, he's great as Dick Cheney, I guess. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Glenn Close as the wife, mm-hmm. or in the wife. I don't know. Is she the wife in the movie? I haven't in seen what? it. In the wife. She's a wife. Uh, she's, she's a wife. She's she's a wife. A I wife. haven't seen the wife. Congrats to her. <laughs> I wish her and her and her spouse happy tidings. She's uh, Lady Gaga, I, it's so weird, like, I'm not married to the idea of her getting the Oscar, like, I'm not demanding it, but it, but it was just so bizarre that it was not, like, just a, a straight shot, is, uh, given this award season, I'm still, like, she already has a Grammy, and then I think she also has a Golden Globe, she could she? get an EGOT, she could, right, she has, she has to get a, a Tony Award, though, that's the only thing she's missing, right, after, has after she wins an Oscar for this, has anyone yeah. done that? Uh, EGOT, yeah, there's a couple people, there's a couple oh, okay. people, I know the other person that's aiming for it is, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, 
Yeah, he, he didn't get anything. One day. Yeah, he, hasn't, he didn't get anything from Mary One day Poppins. he will. One day he totally will, yeah. He's doing actually, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, Mary Poppins also isn't up there. I, I, I really liked it. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I have to see the original, and I've made a vow to myself to never watch. Um, you need to see the original. Rob Marshall movies in theaters. He does. What do you mean you need to see? You never seen? I saw the original with you. There's no way. In elementary school, they used to show it all the time. I have no recollection. Of Diego Blake. On like rainy days. I blocked it out because I went to elementary school. On rainy days. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, we probably did. I just have no, nothing. <laughs> I remember watching the Great Mouse Detective. That's a good yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. When they remake that eventually, because they'll remake like everything from their catalog. Oh, no I just hope they do like if they remake the Black Cauldron, then it'll be worth it. I also need to watch that. Uh, just best, to, to wrap it up, other stuff Disney I think movies. is I think is really interesting. Uh, Powell, Powell Lukowski for Cold War, a movie that I really want to check out. Did you see it? I have a screen. Um, I'm surprised he got there. best director. I, I hmm. I've heard great buzz for this movie, but he got best director, which is like shocking. To me, because it's it's just a little independent foreign film, no big push. It just kind of evolved into this, and that's really interesting. That's uh, Melissa McCarthy, happy for her, getting getting best actress nom, and I don't know what. Anything else interesting to you guys? What do you, what do you wish was nominated? Before we move on, because we I'm actually really on. happy that the Isle of Dogs got a nomination. Really? Mm. Look at the Isle of Dogs. <laughs> All right. um, I I love Wes Anderson. That that's like. My least favorite. So for, <laughs> so for Oscar noms? Oscar noms. What, what do you wish had gotten nominated? Like, if you had one movie oh. from last year, you're like, this, like, was your, your pick. Mm. Oh, I thought, uh, which are? I, I actually was thinking Aquaman was probably going to get nominated just for special effects. Special that is mm. stunning that it didn't. Because yeah. the Suicide Squad got it. I mean, Suicide oh, so fucking stupid. No, hold on. But that, <laughs> no, no, no. Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. I'm agreeing with you. Like, <laughs> I thought you were disagreeing no, with me. No, no, I was no. Like, you're totally like, right. Like, the Suicide Squad wins an Oscar for special effects, and there was, like, a giant portal in the sky. No, what the I fuck just want, I want to remind everyone. You brought this up. <laughs> shame on you for reminding me of this. Star Trek Beyond created 50 new alien species for their 50th anniversary of their Star Trek movie. Yep. You see all the practical effects and the VFX mesh on display, and uh, Suicide Squad got the, the Oscar that yeah. year. Just, um, but we have but to live with that. But the thing is that I, I, when I remember watching, uh, which I, when I was watching uh, Aquaman, some of the stuff that James Wan was doing was amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah. Work that they were doing with special effects. It, it's like, they were clearly going for like an Avatar type thing, yeah. mm-hmm. but they needed like another hundred, they needed the James Cameron money, and they didn't yeah. have it, but they got close, I think. Yeah. They, got, they got really, I, I, I mean, I'll, I, give you, I'll give you that. Some of the stuff, there was like parts where you were like, oh, eh, that could have taken like another like yeah. two, three. Yeah. I, I, I will yeah. say for um, a few things that bugged me for the nominations were, I think Johan Johansson should have got something for Mandy. Yeah. Post- uh, shame on them for, yeah, not, for not giving him that posthumous nomination. Passing. Uh, mid-90s, I would have. Uh, I think Catherine Watterson is really good in that movie. Catherine Watterson's good in everything. And, um, I, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, documentary, the Mr. Rogers documentary, was yeah, that's, My Neighbor, that was uh, baffling. That's the one documentary like I mean, that he, everyone saw. Cried. I mean, everyone <laughs> cried. Get nominated, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, First Man, I felt like a cinematography or like production design. Was it not nominated for it, cinematography? I, no. Oh my god! It wasn't nominated for anything. Or like score, I thought was really well done. Actually, these these are pretty good nominations. They but are, that's, but that's to be totally honest. Nah. I, actually, I I actually really wanted a Halloween for score. Yeah, yeah. I, that that come that, on, come on. It's 
But I mean, that's remember, I guess we've got to remember these are horror genre stuff, and so they were never yeah. gonna get loved. But in the come on, man! Unless no, I agree like, with that's, you. That's Unless like, you're like the extra they're, they're dumb like rules and yeah, adherences. That's, 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 got, a, that's like, a really dumb rule of like, oh yeah, it's a horror film. If anything, well, it's not a rule, but you know that's. But kind if, of if the anything, go-by. that movie isn't even like I, I wouldn't even consider that movie horror. It's like don't it's, do that. No, no, it's a horror movie. There's nothing wrong with it being a horror movie. Jesus. Hey, man. I'll, I will beat you to death on camera. <laughs> no, at okay. Least um, at least there's evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but those are the only things that I could think of, like, right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, that bugged me. You know what? I'm yeah. so, you know what I am surprised those are good ones. I am surprised Venom wasn't, wasn't nominated for, for special Venom? effects. Venom? Yeah. If Suicide Squad yeah. is up there, then why not? Venom is uh, Tracy's favorite movie. Of last year. Venom is a good is time if you have alcohol <laughs> or monster energy drink in your system. That's then it's awesome. Right, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, we got we got to move on. A lot of Oscar talk. I, I thought it was important to talk about what was bullshit and some stuff that was... Uh... Oh, uh, the other side of the wind. Should have been up for a yeah. bunch of stuff. That, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all it, I'll that's say. It. Oh, is that it? We can have a podcast about We got to move on, and I apologize for making that take longer. All right. So, January... It is a month of movies where many of them are often bad, but sometimes we get some nice little treats hidden away with the, the tricks. Mm-hmm. You like that? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's cool. Um, I saw Escape Room. I, I, we're going to talk about M. Night Shyamalan's Glass yeah, in a minute, but I, I want to talk about Escape Room just really quick because that's like a minute long. I really want to watch it. Like it's, the, it's, the, it's the next movie on my list of movies I need to watch. Escape Room. Is solid. Mm-hmm. Better than the last it's, saw. It is way better than the last or saw. Or Jigsaw. It's way better than Jigsaw, too. Yeah. Jigsaw is one of the last movies I reviewed for audiences everywhere, RIP. Shout out to everyone still writing. Uh, and that was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, this is the best Saw sequel since, like, Saw, saw 6. Saw 6. And before that, like, Saw 3. Okay. I, I think I caught, like, I caught five, five to ten minutes of it when I went to go see the Dragon Ball Z movie. Uh, escape room? Song? Yeah, like I was passing by uh, after after the showing ended. It was like I think it was like the last like ten to fifteen minutes. So I started watching it, and I was like, "This is actually this looks really interesting." Escape room is solid. Nothing remarkable, but uh, the director I don't know who who they were has a keen eye. Uh, they have a nice sense of pacing and escalation. Uh-huh. Uh, they they got potential. I I, I like escape room. Yeah. I, I, uh, if, you, if you want just a nice, solid little January movie. Yeah. I'm glad, uh, what's but her name, Deborah Ann Wolf from Daredevil is finally like in like a good like show. Underutilized, but only because yeah. she's not the lead. Yeah. That's but I have to admit, the best January movie is the Dragon Ball Z movie. Oh, uh, the I'm, yeah, I'm well, here, do you want to talk about it for a second? Yeah, it was the best. It, I mean, if you're, if you're honestly going to, which I would go about it, I think it was really good. I mean, it made you not only give a shit about... Goku's backstory and change and it changed up everything else, but they actually made without Brawley, spoiling anything. Yeah, uh, they they changed up, but Brawley. they also made Brawly a compelling character where you actually care. Right, in the original, he's just yelling and screaming. Well, the original they gave him a really dumb reason on why exactly he was Cause, mad because Goku is crying. Yeah, that's his thing. Goku, Goku kept crying, crying as a baby when but they the, were like. But the idea is mates. that Brawly oh. didn't. No, but in this one, they made it. They made the idea of Brawly had no idea. He was he's a very kind hearted soul and he doesn't want to fight and he doesn't like fight he's kind of like gohan in a way mm-hmm. and th- he just has like this like power inside of him that he can't control and like when he gets angry or when he feels like he's in danger like it comes out mm-hmm. and stuff like that he's just an unstoppable force right it's interesting that a uh, 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 cory uh akara karahama the creator of dragon ball like 
because there are some interesting arcs in the original. It's interesting, like, he's like, oh, man, I need development in these characters. Like, when he's revisited for, like, Dragon Ball Super, he adds, I really appreciated yeah. how much he's, like, added to the well, lore. Well, the idea... Because he's really done a very good job well, of that. The cool thing is that it's like when he was making this one, they were they were trying to decide who exactly it was, and he knew that Brawley had such a inherent, like, fan base. Yeah. And everybody really liked he's him. He's just an interesting he, character. Yeah, he's an interesting character, but the problem is that he was never part of canon. Yeah, nobody, ever, like nobody. Ever all the movie, him. like all the movies, are not. Yeah, canon. all the movies have their own. Oh, canon so these, too, oh, these movies are not part of the established like no, 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 series. The, the uh, last, the the last three that have come out have all been part of the established series. These have yeah. all taken place in the world. Okay. The original Dragon Ball Z. The original Dragon Ball are, into Dragon Ball Z movies all took place in their own little canon. Oh, okay. So they are they like because they'll that is weird because these movies take place and they call back to other movies. <laughs> But the show never calls back to yeah. the movies. So Continuity was never a yeah, part have, of the original show. Their, well, because the thing is that Toriyama never took place in any of the discussions. He just drew a bunch of designs. Yeah. Like, and then oh, he approved stuff, I yeah, guess. Yeah, then he would just okay. approve things. But he would never come up with story. Yeah. And then what he That's how do, Dragon Ball GT got it? approved. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he backed up by that point. He had just kind of like given the rights and he was just like, okay, I'm not going to get involved. Oh, he David lynched it. He very much Where did. he was like, I got to leave. And you then guys Super came out because he came back and he was like, wow, this is this is a dog pile. I gotta, I gotta and then he comes this. back. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what to David Lynch. And he, that's and ama- David Lynch's anime. Yeah. yeah and then, and I, but anyway, so what ended up happening yes. was that he basically went into GT and was like, oh, what are the good parts? <laughs> and like took them out and was just like, okay, cool. I'll throw a, which I'll, Gohan has a baby. All right, I'll throw that yeah. in there. And, there are some and, good parts of GT. Really yeah, cool. you know, that's but, that's uh, kind of cool. Broly, super, super but Broly, but Broly is a really interesting character and you really care about him. And you, and by the end of the movie, like you kind of don't want him to die or anything like that. Without like, spoiling anything. Yeah, without spoiling anything. But I mean, like in general, like you're kind of like I don't like it, he's not in the wrong, but Goku's also not in the wrong. There's like it's a weird thing, you know. It's it's just a so for for people like me because I do like Dragon Ball Z, I just don't have an attachment to it. Yes. Should they check it out? I would definitely recommend. Would they be okay? I think you can, you can check it out because I went with Justin and Justin hadn't seen any of the other ones and I just he's a fan there right? he's, he, he okay. had watched Dragon Ball and everything like that and sure. I, I gave him like a brief rundown imagine honestly, like going watched, in there with no knowledge <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'd be like if we take Diego there I'd just be like hold <laughs> on everyone but the, pro, the, the funny thing was that like you, I can't even say you, you have to watch the first two movies because they introduce something that happened in the series like the end of because it, it it comes after the end of Super. So also right. if you are watching and Super, and we're not in the dub isn't caught up, right? Yeah, if you're watching Super dubbed, um, it spoils a lot <laughs> of what happens in the. Well, end you of know, Dragon they could Ball watch Super. the you know they could watch they, they could watch the the Crunchyroll version and everything like that because that has the full one. But yeah. yeah, it does spoil. So you'd Super recommend it? I would definitely recommend yeah, it. I, I loved it. it. I I really enjoyed it. I would definitely go see it again. Mm-hmm. I would definitely buy it on DVD. Also, it made uh, Goku's parents actual you know humans. Like, were they not before? No, no, no. Like, they made them like he didn't have and, a mom. He didn't like you. Never met his mom. She was in the anime. Um, his dad basically like looked at him, checked his power level, and was like, "Oh, you're good, son. And Send him off." And oh. he left. But this one was much more of like I. Their characters. Yeah, like they're actual characters, and they care. Yeah. And, they, and like they they're the ones that do certain things, and it's like oh, okay, and they're like, well, what about if like this yada yada da happens? It's like oh yeah. Well, then I'll just go solve it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. 
and stuff like that. So it, it made sense. You sold me on the, on the fact that the original version, they're just like, you checked them out, they're like, you're good, son. Good luck in life. Yeah. Because Which that sounds just like some, that sounds like some Greek mythology shit. Yeah. Call yeah, back, call it's, back. It's very, Bulma's house. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing I ever remember from Dragon Ball before we move on to, to the glass discussion. Uh-huh. The only memory I have, like, of a full scene in that show is when Goku, little kid Goku, is walking around with his little monkey tail, gets into a cab, and he's like, I'd like to go to Boma's house, please. Yeah. And the taxi driver's like, oh, where's that kid? I don't know yet. Boma's huh. house. You'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and, we have the meter ready. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, the funniest thing ever. Really quick, my recommendation for January. Nick, you're good on January. Yeah, yeah. I'm good on January. Um, I would really recommend the Fire documentary on Netflix. Oh, okay. Because the Fire Festival was just like... It's just the epitome of, well, besides the Trump administration, the epitome of, like, incompetence and, like, just how far incompetence could go if you just keep bullshitting. Also, I would definitely watch... Did you see the, it? I would watch the Netflix one. No, no, that's what I recommended. The, yeah, I know, and not watch the Hulu one. The Hulu oh, okay. one, the Hulu one it. is... It's kind of okay. Like, they, they, they go into a certain just certain things, but you can kind of tell that, yes, there is two documentaries. Right, right, right. And one documentary got way more access than the other documentary. Which is Netflix? Netflix got way more access. And they, they have got, Ja Rule. Yeah, like they actually got like certain people and everything yeah. like that. Whereas the, the Hulu one, they didn't get the uh, people that were in charge. They didn't do anything else. They, you know, they got like kind of like the bare minimum yeah. of like what's going on. So like, so like um, Ja Rule is betrayed just so like he doesn't come off well. No one comes <laughs> off well. I feel bad for the like the manager because there's like, there's a scene. I'm going to get a little raunchy here. So, because it's just, it shows, like, how did this get made? And it's on Twitter where, and it's on YouTube, if, like, the clip, you're going to clip, I'm aware. where this, the manager of this, he believed in the, I believe his name, Billy? Yeah. He believed in Billy, like, from, like, a young age, and he's mentoring him, and he's, uh, he was just, like, uh, you know, his mentor, and then he tells him, like, okay, because there's stuff, like, nothing is getting done, there's no running water on the island, no water, they have to get it approved. And, like, the guy that does it, apparently, he goes to uh, the manager's office. Billy does. And he's like, okay, you have to take one for the team. He's like, well, what do I have to do? He's like, you have to go to this, uh, this like, you know, land. It's like, it's like you're talking about the customs agent. The customs he's, agent. He's a customs agent. Yeah, the customs him, agent. And, he told and he's like, he's like, dude, you have to, we need this water. And, you know, you have to take one for the team. He's like, okay. You have to suck his dick. So then the guy's like, oh, man. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, you have to do it. So, like, he's just like, he goes to he's his down, room. He's down to do it. Yeah, he's down to do it. He uh, brushes his teeth. He puts mouthwash. He, like, I guess, you know, he drives all the way out there. And then the customs agent, he's like, and then he tells him, like, are you ready? He's like, no, I was messing with him. And he's like, I was just messing with him. Like, you could just have the water. Just make sure, like, I'm the first one to get paid. And he's like, okay. And then he goes back and he takes the water back. And it's just like he was fully prepared to do that for this fire festival. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. And that's the epitome of the fire festival. But that's the thing, though, is that what I'm talking about, like the, the Netflix one has that story. Has that story, yeah. But the Hulu one doesn't. Yeah. It's, yeah. And the Hulu one doesn't. Well, because like also Netflix got the idea, uh, got the whole thing of, oh, yeah, like they had Pablo Escobar's Island. They were mm-hmm. going to do it on Pablo Escobar's Island. <laughs> but the idea was that the, the owner of the island he doesn't want it to be known as Pablo Escobar's Island. He's yeah. like, yeah, I want to, I want to like separate. Can't imagine it. why. I want to separate it from like all the coke and everything like yeah. that. And then he was like, well, he goes, please, whatever you do, do not advertise it as Pablo Escobar's and Island. And what does he do? And the first thing, the first commercial they cut. The Instagram man. Thank you. Which other? Come visit Pablo Escobar's Island. 
and damn. immediately they saw Billy. it and they kicked him off the and they kicked him off the island yeah. and stuff like that. Like a story like that was not in the Hulu yeah. one. So yeah. like the Hulu one is missing a lot. And it of, makes like, you really nervous. Um, when I was watching it, we, I was just like so nervous. Like it I makes you tense. I, I, I honestly, I thought it was like, cathartic. Yeah, it, makes, <laughs> it really sums up like the last decade. I thought it, I thought it was cathartic. Yeah, and I, I like, yeah, right. just I'll end it with like, and the guy Billy, like without spoiling anything, he's still frauding people. And it shows it's just like no one learned anything. Oh god! Because now he's like emailing people, trying to scam them on like get exclusive tickets. So, yeah, we're pretty well, talking about. I would recommend it. January's been a weird month for everyone, huh? Exactly. Uh, but moving on, last last little discussion of the day is uh, about M Night Shyamalan's Glass. Mm-hmm. Gene and I got to go to a trilogy screening. At I saw Beyond it Fest. at Beyond Fests. Great, uh, great people. Yeah, great, great people. I saw it with our buddy Andrew Salazar, and uh, I got to watch it again one more time after. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and we have a non-spoiler discussion on it. You could also listen to on mm-hmm. our channel. Go check it out. It's, yeah. yeah um, so, Nick, you, you're the most recent one to have seen it. Yes. When did you watch it, and what did you think? I think I watched it uh, a week ago. I think I watched it about a week ago. I, I sat on it because when I walked out of the movie theater, I did not like it. Oh. I did right. not like the movie. I, I was... I was I, you know what? I, and the, but the thing is that the entire movie... I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. So I'm like, is the twist? I love, I love this movie. I love it and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know there's a twist. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's yeah. going to come. I just got to figure out where it is. <laughs> and the only problem is that I didn't, I just didn't like the twist. I just didn't like it. And I also thought like what happens to a couple of the characters, I was like, oh. that's like, why would you do that? Like, so, that's, that well, well, here, let, let, uh, let, let, let me say a like piece. The, yeah, but, like, why would you do that to a couple of characters? Like, those char- like you, you framed him as, like, a hero. You wanted him to be a hero and everything like that. And just the way that you kind of put him out is, you know, just kind of, like, throwing out the garbage and stuff like that. Like, it's it's just not a very heroic death. And it yeah. kinda, in, in, in a way, is kind of means nothing. And you're just right. kind of like, all right. Do you feel like that was the point, though? No, but the, I, I mean, I guess that was kind of the point. But yeah. I... I, I for me, I just wanted I wanted a little bit more, and even if like I get, oh yeah, he died that way because that's his weakness. But yeah. I thought if it was something like he just couldn't heal back from something, or mm-hmm. like uh, he did it to stop somebody or anything like that, because just not to get into spoilers or anything like that. But I mean, I, 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 I think we can, right? Uh, or Kyle? Kyle? Uh, she hasn't seen it. Oh no! She hasn't seen it. No, okay. no, no. Do you want to? All right. She's like, oh, all she's right. like, oh, fuck it, do it. Well, then, <laughs> then we gotta go because I, I feel like I, I feel like this is the movie. Is the only is the only movie I, I like. It's really hard to like figure out and decide about like without like spoiling it and kind of talking. Well, here, about we'll it. finish your non-spoiler thoughts, and I'll say my non-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll just have at it. But yeah, that was that was my only thing. Is I, I really did I, I really enjoyed it, and I really liked that th- the 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 concept of it, and I actually really did like the idea of oh yeah, they're all just mentally insane. Like mm-hmm. they, like they just believe. Like the, their belief is enough to make them have these well, powers. Yeah, I don't beliefs. think they're insane. Like so, they're, no, no, no. But I liked the, yeah. the concept of that. You know, right. because that's what they're kind that's of. That's what it's interpreted. That's what they're for... trying to interpret and everything like that. And then the ending of like, oh yeah, they really are like supers and stuff like that is really cool. And metahumans. Yeah, they're really metas. But I, I just didn't like the way that the characters went out. I just really did not like. You it. didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with it, and I was like, I, I hate it. I really hate this. Mm. Like the entire ending, the entire time, I was like, "Oh well, he's gonna come back." 
It's gonna come back. Like it's gonna be. It was. It was a, it's, it's a fake out. It's gonna be it's a gonna, double. It's fine. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a double thing and everything like that. And it just didn't happen. When I left, I was actually like really irritated. I was like, I, I did not like that. Like it, it didn't sit well with me okay. at all. Uh, I I had a weird viewing experience because. Coming off of Unbreakable, which is the maybe the greatest film ever made, I've come to terms with my yeah, belief. Yeah, it's, it's one of my. Uh, it's it's so fucking good. Uh, Split, one of my favorite Horror. movies, mm-hmm. like period. Now, what rewatching it with the crowd too, yeah. I, I, I found I'm, myself I'm, in tears at the yeah, end. I'll say bit. it's like a great uh, viewing experience as a trilogy. Yeah, I, I it would, really I works. Say it that too. really does. Now, yeah. the, the similarities between like Split and Unbreakable are like they're the same movie. They're like they're structured. The exact same. Mm-hmm. There are moments that take All place the at the same times in the same as locations. Unbreakable, and it's cr- in the same locations, and it, it's just insane um, that he was telling us it was a, an Unbreakable spinoff while we're watching it without us ever he was realizing telegraphing it. it if yeah, you really and um, he, he was totally telegraphing it. But uh, every fifteen minutes, in when Glass started, yeah. I was like, "Oh, I like this. I like this." And I was like, "I don't, I don't know if I like this." I swear to God, every fifteen to twenty minutes, I went through this pattern. I don't know if like oh that's where we're going okay Whew. yeah comfortable now and then I was that's like was I don't know about this I don't know oh okay now I'm cool yeah. and I did that all the way to the end and then I was like do I yeah no I like it but because of that I was like I definitely need to watch it again because I'm just like exhausted emotionally from the previous two movies and moments of glass yeah we did have but some also breaks. because like. I just didn't know because I was trying to work out how I felt while the movie was going on. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's, that's a lot. Let's, let's take it back. And then I, I watched it later and then I was like, oh, what a, what a dumb little boy I was. I, I liked it so much. You're not dumb for not liking it. Uh, I, I'm just like, I, I, I no, no. Uh, I think there are legitimate complaints. I think in terms of like his filmmaking out of the three, it's Shyamalan's weakest. Not, not, not bad, just like, what he did with like split, split and Unbreakable, like his, his camera movements are so like natural, and there's like a real uh, sense of style. But like, it, it's it's telling a story in a way that that Glass doesn't always. There are mo- there there's plenty of it in Glass, but it feels more compressed. I mean, that's the point. I'm still working out feelings, as you can yeah, tell. I actually, I actually did think that it was really interesting that Emily Chamberlain put so much thought into his own cameos. That he was, that he yeah, was the same I didn't person really... in all three movies. Yeah, I didn't really. Care and it was like that. a, it was a, it was a, it was a transfer where it was he was the guy that uh, what was it was trying to sneak drugs or a gun mm-hmm. into the into the movies uh, into it, and then he became a landlord, and he was the landlord of the lady that like, ends up what? dying and split. It was like that was too like hat like no, tip you know of what? the hat. I actually like that because yeah. you see the positive impact David Dunn mm-hmm. has had. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's a can. It's like a wink, wink. Thanks, fans. Yeah, I but wish... it's also like look at the positive stuff he's done for people. Yeah, he has respect. I will say, just I guess some of the dialogue in that was really like bad. Hammy, Hammy, yeah, Hammy. Yeah, there's a moment it... where they're talking about Salt Bay and like the first 15 minutes of the movie, and I was yeah. like, all right, Sean, you're you're not fucking. You're, the kids like you. You don't need to prove it to anyone anymore. Yeah. You like everyone likes you. Again, I did, I did think part. that was a that was a. I I, I chuckled at the uh, at the Emily Shevlin's, uh his cameo I really did chuckle I did I chuckled because but it was it, hammy it was hammy but I really did chuckle where like they're having a conversation that he's not privy to yeah and like he's just like oh I'm going for a walk and it's like oh dude just let your dad go for a walk that's why that's why I started laughing I was like oh that's I'm so, I'm so <laughs> glad they funny. brought back the actor that played uh, his son in the first one who's yeah, he's an established actor I actually I'm actually really happy that uh, what was it 
he had the foresight, not necessarily the foresight, but he Kinda luckily, did. yeah, but he luckily had enough footage where he could go ahead and go, oh, I'm going to use a deleted scene and use it as like an impactful Yeah, moment. which was uh, their like, I think that's on the DVD, the scene between. There's like 30 the minutes of deleted scenes yeah. in Unbreakable, the and 15 minutes of them are in yeah. glass. I have the DVD if like you guys already, like yeah. He already had 15 minutes Some of the great special when he started. On that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it so, is. and then, yeah. Um, so let, let, let's just talk about it. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers, are spoilers you, galore. Alright, thank you. you. Sure? At the very end, she's gonna be like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, no, I, I really did like it, I, I, but I think that the. the I, I know that, you know, so the like twist? Shana, I think the twist should have been, you know, maybe as telegraphed as signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? If that makes sense, where, uh, what was it? Like, there is a secret organization mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, there should have been, like, little tiny, like, shamrocks. There kind of, there was where Sarah Paulson, because I like that, you know, you think Glass, Mr. Glass is going to be the antagonist, but he's not. He's like a protagonist. Where Sarah Paulson was the antagonist this whole time, because it's like the way they treat it. They tr- she treats everyone as just like really terrible and then the way she's like you know it's a great commentary on like a lot of um, treatment of mental health and the yeah. way it's like tucked under the rug or it's not discussed enough because I feel you know how you're saying like you know the institution you're assuming the secret society spoiler wasn't set up I really disagree where the secret society is institutions like mental institutions or just people that treat mental health in a terrible way. I feel that was never like, you know, the secret society is his commentary on just how, how the like abused or people that are different are treated. So they might as well be a secret society where it's just like they have all this power in the way they yeah, treat but, people but, and put but, people down. Yeah, so that's the, my point. The, but, but the idea of having a secret society is that, you know, they not necessarily that you have to telegraph it or anything like that because I wouldn't want to, him to do that. I, w- I would at least hope that there was like, Little tiny like clues. I feel like there probably is there, if you really, really. I don't know if there are. No, because that's because. But I'm on the flip that, side of Nick. I'm go ahead and say your point. But I'm on the flip side. The, the thing of is them that like it. they 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 have that scene where um where, where they end up killing off uh which all uh Kevin everyone <laughs> they kill off everyone. Well, I mean, but the the scene where he shoots Kevin and then like it pans it pans the, and then it just holds on his wrist mm-hmm. and like you see the you see the shamrock and you're kind yeah, of like was that bullseye. Yeah, but that, but that was the thing though is that he 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 circled in on it to tell you because when Sarah Paulson shows it, he wants that there's there's more meaning to it, and it's kind of like it's kind of like he didn't know how to end it, and then he he came up with an ending and like was just like okay, there's a secret society. And from what I read, this is the ending that he's always wanted, right? Yeah, that's also this the case, is... and I get why why you'd feel that way. But I also think because of what the trilogy is ultimately about, Unbreakable is about people finding out who they really are. And like how, how Elijah, Not Mr. Glass, he, he, he's, he's felt the need to feel like he, he needs a place in the world. Because he, he's like, well, like he feel, felt like a mistake. Mm-hmm. No, you know, yeah. He felt like society had no place for him. Mm-hmm. And in becoming a supervillain, he, he found one. And that's sad that he had to go to that length. Like, Unbreakable is a tragic, tragic fucking movie, mm-hmm. you know? Really and can. then Split is about believing what you believe you are. Mm-hmm. The Beast is, is a villain, but it's he's... The power of belief. He's, it's about the power of belief, and it's sad that Kevin had to become this monster it's to the protect scene that himself. It's always gets you. Uh, it's when, like it's 2014. When Kevin starts asking if it's still September 8th, 2014, 
is just brutal. You know, and he's and he tells her where to get the gun so she can kill him, and, and it's just so yeah. sad. Yeah. And uh, Glass is about them all coming to terms with their identity and wanting to be not just understood but accepted in the world. And so the finale of Glass is Simon's not a literal filmmaker, and I think if people keep walking away from his movies, not that you're you're watching this wrong. I don't want to put off your opinion or anything. I'm just saying, like, I, I find this as a common trait criticism in a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. That if you walk away from his movies literally, that's how you get stuff like the Doug Walker reviews and stuff oh, like that. Ooh. Because it, it's not a literal interpretation like there's a secret society. It's just the that's idea that they these people are being mm-hmm. suppressed for who they are. And it's not that there's good or bad. Like All that stuff is nebulous. There are good and bad people everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's about them wanting to be like accepted and have a place in the world. Yeah. And by them being confined, like it, there's, there's a reason why it takes place in an asylum, mm-hmm. you know? I love um, that. I love that. That was like because this is what it's always been about. That's mm-hmm. what the whole thing. And, I'll, and um, so I, I just really quick. Yeah. I, I the ending sat well with me, mm-hmm. especially after the second time. Yeah, I, 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 I went it with really it. Beautiful. So, I'm sorry. For no, that's fine. I went with it like from the start. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And I what really sold me was, I'll interject here, that Mr. Glass, he really, you know, he, he's like he gets introduced a little late in the film. But he carries this movie, and he is just... I love Samuel Jackson in this movie, and he he just is, like, so sympathetic. You feel for him, even though he's not a hero. Would you say he's not a hero? No, he's a protagonist, but he's not a hero. He's, yeah, he's, he's definitely villainous. He's a like, murderer. He's a murderer. Make no mistake. But you <laughs> feel... No, there's no way in hell you're going to convince me that he's right. the good guy. No, but no, they don't... The yeah, he's not guy. the good guy. Like, they don't romanticize him. Like, yeah, no, no, no. There's like, no. Joker, someone he... Yeah. You sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I think Shyamalan's greatest asset and arguably weakness with stuff like Lady in the Water is his empathy mm-hmm. and that he cares so much about the people he's portraying on screen. Yeah, it has a lot of empathy for Elijah Price and I just, I, yeah, I, 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 Samuel Jackson just did like wonders as a character because I feel there's a lot of himself in that character as well as yeah. a comic book fan and yeah, if you listen to a lot of like Samuel Jackson's like interviews he really loves comic books and like a lot of it feels like a lot of uh himself is in elijah and the character means so much to him well him and bruce willis bruce willis of all people kept going to someone like i'm making that sequel man yeah. like 15 years yeah. that's <laughs> crazy up. but, that's, but my, my only thing is that the, i don't know i i the way that i felt about it is that you you had these characters and these characters are finally accepted who they are and they finally ha- are taking up the mantles that they 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 are and I get Kevin I get Kevin's death Kevin's death makes sense mm-hmm. Elijah's death it makes sense but mm-hmm. just the idea of you have your your titular hero character and he gets you drowned. and you drown him in a puddle mm-hmm. is it, that because those two deaths I was fine with I was like okay that makes sense mm-hmm. okay whatever as soon as Which that I, happened as soon as that happened that was the moment that I was like I don't like it. Like that, um, that was that was the I death would, that I was like. I, well, here, let me Because I, 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 I'm okay with him dying. I just didn't like the idea of you kind of got rid of him like he was garbage. Like you, you, you got this character and you've been torturing him the entire movie and you've been and he's been questioning his own sanity and he's been questioning everything like that. And the minute that he finally comes to this realization that he is what he is a superhero and I, I do have right, a yes. duty and I do have a duty and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to protect them. He doesn't die like a hero, or he doesn't die trying to protect anybody. He dies in a puddle, in a pothole. He drowned. Yeah. Yeah. He dr- he, they drown him in a pothole, and they just shove his head into it. And I was kind of like, I, 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 I would have been okay with it if like 
Kevin would have, you know, drowned him, weakened him, and then, like, stabbed him or something like yeah. that. And he would have died. Or they both said, died And they together. both would have died together. You know, they both took each like other Like Doomsday out. and Superman. Yeah, yeah, you know why? That's, that's absolutely oh. the wrong thing for this movie. Because mm. it's not a comic book. Not to, like, just paraphrase the movie to yeah. divert the argument. But I, I genuinely believe that... I, I don't know if I, if I fully disagree with you, Nick, but I do think the idea of, of David Dunn dying... In just such a like a pointless manner, essentially, yeah, it's is like, is whoop. like the, the point Shyamalan's making because like where else about, would this go? Where else would it go? But also that the, the real heroes of this movie are are the people who who stood alongside the actual the, the, the people the, the, who believe. The they're supporting cast. Yeah, they're supporting cast. Yeah, they're the real heroes. They're they're the ones. They're the victims. They're the people that have have been through it all alongside them. And now can share that story, so other people don't have to be contained and suffer like they did. Yeah. I, I and you know, and I, I get that. I do get that. But I, I just, I just feel like the 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 drowning of a hero is always just like it's just a bad. It just put a bad taste in my yeah. mouth. Where I was like, this is. It's not that it's a bad ending or anything like that. It just it's not your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. I can get it's, that. It's now. definitely not my cup of tea, especially it's it's particularly nasty, even for Shyamalan. That guy's got a mean streak to him. Yeah, and I but I mean I, I just didn't I just didn't like that. I didn't like the, the, the concept of just Alright, cool, we're just gonna fucking murder everybody. Mm. Like that's just that's just the way we're gonna it's, end this movie. But again, like it's, it's, it's not, not it's not like a, a flippant decision that was made. But the thing is that I, I know that even like a lot of people that were in the movie theater, because I heard a couple of people in the movie theater were like, "Oh, I, I thought he didn't die." I honestly was waiting for him. Like I'm let down because I was waiting for him to appear in the restaurant or appear like David Dunn to show up or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Of, of takes like, revenge. Like not necessarily he takes revenge, but he he which are, he brings them to justice or he he stops the cult or something like that. Like he, like your hero would rise and stuff yeah. like that. And Glass, kind of like, Mr. Glass. Kind of. Mr. Yeah, Glass is, is, is a protagonist, but I wouldn't call him a hero. No. But I think it is, well, he in, in, a, in a long, yeah, he Rorschachs it. He Rorschachs in the now. long run of the trilogy, what a perfect ending for that character because he, he's born into a world that cannot, like, doesn't want to embrace him for all, for his brittle bones and all that jazz, right? We've got to wrap up in a minute, so I'll try to make this point quick. But he's he's born into a world that doesn't want to that doesn't care about him, and he's forced to like create his own identity. Um, and the only way he kn- he knows how to do that is through comic books and that that mythology. And so to have him like be defeated by this force, like physically defeated by this force that tried to contain him, he he gets the last laugh, the upper hand mm-hmm. in revealing that superheroes are real, that these people exist, yeah, mm-hmm. and that people are what they believe they are, and that. Even though he was a murderer and a bad person, his last act was to make sure no one ever has to go through what they yeah. went through again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really profound ending. And I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised people hate it. When I walked out of the movie with Gene, I was like, "Oh man, people are going to hate that." But some people, <laughs> like, people have been a little more receptive than we thought they were. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Some people that I thought would hate this thing, I was like, "Hey man, that was really good." And I was like, I, "I'm shocked." People See, but, that, but that's the thing though is that I, I liked the movie. I loved everything all, all the way up until that the minute that they they hold him down and they drown him. I think that was the okay. that was the moment that I was like, so you, "Oh, I'm out. yeah, you disagree." I was like, "I disagree with." But that it doesn't choice. seem like you're out. It seems like you just disagree with the ending. I, I, I did. Well, I, the I, ending as a whole, apart from Bruce Willis drowning, let, let's say that he, he, the exhaustion, because it kind of set up that he's like just getting old and may not be able to do it. That's yeah, that Dark Like he just kind of gives out after the fight, right? Like you get a Dark Knight Returns type ending for, for David Dunn. Yeah. Would that have suited you better 
if the rest of the ending played out the same too. The, no, yeah, if if he would have just it, honestly, if he would have just kind of like faded off, if it was just pure exhaustion, like I used every bit of energy to stop, and then he collapses, to stop him, and then he collapses, and then it's kind of like a which I, like I I gave my life to to stop the big yeah. bad and stuff like that. I and the ending would have played out exactly the same way. I honestly, I would have. I would have loved the movie if, uh, if okay. that if that was the case. If that was because that for me feels like more of a suitable ending because by just kind of drowning him. You gave everybody else such meaningful endings, mm-hmm. but David Dunn, you didn't. You mm. just you just got his weakness and you drowned him with it. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. And the only and the only thing that you left him with is knowing that this was going to happen no matter what. That the person that he was like going to trust. Yeah. Final final fooling, points here. Had been fooling him the whole time, stuff like that, and I I just thought it was like a really dour ending of just kind of like yeah. Oh, it was crazy dour for him, but it's. He he loses. The, the survivors win, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like it, it is ultimately very tragic. All these are very very sad movies. Yeah, and I I think rewatching them is like sure, emotionally draining me. Yeah. Rap, just um, but yeah, no, I and I, do, I, I do gotta disagree with Nick. I oh here, go ahead and then no, but I, I do up. I do like the idea of at the very end where he's just like, why would you do this? Like this is like this is a uh, an ultimate edition of a comic book. And he's like, it's not an ultimate edition. It's an origin story. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. It was like, yeah, and it's not our origin story or anything like that. It's it's the origin story of every hero or any person that rises up after this and knows that they're they're not weird or yeah. not. like I understood that and that that was a really cool idea. Just didn't work for you. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a. I think this is one of my favorite trilogies now. I'm, I'm happy to say uh, it's a great series for for. For anybody who feels like kind of an outsider, uh, Shyamalan has a big old goofy heart, and he has a soft spot for people that might be othered by society. And mm-hmm. I think this is his testament to to um, embracing yeah. everyone for all their their weird quirks and idiosyncrasies. Yeah, exactly. Anything else, Gene? No, I think so. Maybe just rewatch it. Yeah, I, I intend to. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna rewatch it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just my thing. I didn't mean to like torture you. I I do fucking. Yeah. They're definitely rewatchable. Nah, nah. You're, so, I mean, you're, yeah. I, I get where I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, that's we got we got to wrap up the show. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us on this um, weird, goofy episode yeah. where power will certainly go out at certain points. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check out LA Nick. Yeah. Where can people find you? You can find me on uh, at the Nick Valero on Twitter, and you can find me at Nick Valero on Facebook. And Gene? Uh, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene9892. Gene and you could find me at Twitter as well at D-E-W-O Waffles, Waffle Press. Like and subscribe if you didn't like this video. Like and subscribe because you might find something you do like. Mm-hmm. Like other retrospectives. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. Guests. <laughs>